Namaste and greetings to everyone. Welcome to today's special episode of Radio and Youth Podcast. It's me, Preeti Sakha, your host for the episode. This is our third episode in the series of the upcoming project, Youth Leading Disaster Risk Reduction and Climate Action to Multimedia Advocacy, Resilience Now and Into the Future. This series is initiated by Sendai Stakeholders Children and Youth Group and Major Group for Children and Youth. MGCY, powered and hosted by Youth for Environmental Education and Development Foundation with generous funding and support by United Nations Office for Disaster Risk Reduction. Today is our special episode on International Cooperation for Disaster Risk Reduction and Climate Action. International cooperation is now urgently needed to support especially the developing countries in order to reduce the risk and losses from disasters. Disasters affect the middle and low-income countries more severely, particularly in terms of number of people killed, injured, displaced and made homeless, damage to infrastructures and economic losses. Addressing the significance of international cooperation on disaster risk reduction and climate change, the United Nations General Assembly selected the theme of international cooperation for developing countries to reduce their disaster risk and losses. This year, on the occasion of International Day for Disaster Risk Reduction, the theme was chosen as 2021 is a make or break year for delivering the 2015 Paris Agreement to counter climate change. Also to highlight the importance of real action towards climate change and to prevent the overwhelming disasters. International Day for Disaster Risk Reduction 2021 focus was especially on international cooperation, which is also mentioned on the target of the Sendai Framework for Disaster Risk Reduction. We argue that cooperation within the nations at different scales is important. In the language of 2015 international agendas, this means that the Sustainable Development Goals, the Sendai Framework for Disaster Risk Reduction, and the Paris Agreement must be delivered in a coordinated and participatory manner. Only with the wide-scale cooperation, we will be able to achieve rapid and transformational changes required to head off the climate and environmental emergencies the world currently faces. We will talk about this more in the session ahead. I feel very honored to be hosting today's special episode with our wonderful guest speakers. For our today's episode, we have Mr. Tangsa Sebastian Anko and Ms. Wakana as our speakers today. Welcome to our podcast to the both of you. Before I dive into the list of questions that I have on my hands, let me introduce our two eminent guest speakers to you all. Our very first speaker, Mr. Tangsa Sebastian Ankun, as the Assistant Thematic Lead for Disaster Risk Reduction and Humanitarian Aid at Caritas India. He is a skilled professional with managerial background and holds experiences working on different projects and holds a master's degree in social work. Along with that, he is a strategic planner with strong interpersonal and decision-making skills. While our next speaker, Ms. Wakana, holds experiences of digital transformation 
consulting range from digital strategy, change management to global project management, focusing on industrial and healthcare industries. She has a strong interest and passion in policies, technology, and entrepreneurship, which led her entrepreneurial journey activities with G7 by 20, United Nations, and Government of Japan. She has earned her BA in liberal arts. In her free time, she loves to travel and discover the good local restaurants. A warm welcome and thank you for joining in and sharing your valuable time with us. Since we are going to talk about international cooperation today, it is essential for us to know what really is it. So can you guys please tell us uh, what do we understand when we talk about international cooperation on the disaster risk reduction and climate change? I mean, like, what does international cooperation actually mean? Yeah, when we speak about international cooperation, uh, it will mean as a, a, you know, individual or group or agency representing the uh, in a, uh, to work in the common goal uh, is a international cooperation. When we see in the central framework for disaster risk reduction also gives very important on this international cooperation, where it states that substantially enhance international cooperation to developing countries to adequate and sustainable support to complement their national action for implementation of the present framework by 2030. It's all about working together with different countries in times of disasters where we come together, supporting each other in terms of resources, financial. So, so that's become very important uh, for in, in the field of disaster risk reduction, coming together and uh, supporting each other. Yeah, thank you so much, Sebastian. How about you, Wakana? What do you think, like, what is international cooperation on the, the theme of disaster risk reduction and climate change? Thank you very much. Um, in my opinion, first of all, uh, we have kind of a traditional approach for international cooperation, uh, mm -hmm. like the financial as a government or UN agencies. And another way is uh, grassroots activities like NPO and NGOs. And uh, I'd like to add one more uh, factor for the international cooperation technology, uh, which is my uh, kind of uh, speciality at my work. And uh, mm -hmm. uh, I'm very actually seeking uh, the space, the opportunity to uh, implement the technology into the international cooperation field, uh, especially in the uh, risk management of the disaster and uh, climate action. There should be so many uh, ideas that we can still develop uh, with the technology. So that's my consideration toward this field. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I understand international cooperation as sharing of resources that can be any, like, as you said, it can be financial resources or any other between the nations for achieving a common goal or a common objective towards a sustainable future for the people living in there. 
so since we have been talking about international cooperation and everybody is talking about international cooperation on the different thematic areas we have been saying that international cooperation is equally important in the sectors of disaster risk reduction and climate action as well this year the international day for disaster risk reduction has selected the theme of international cooperation itself so since we have been talking on its significance why do you guys think that it is important in the sector of disaster risk reduction and climate action as well uh, it is very much important uh, in disaster risk reduction. For example, the present pandemic that experienced by across the world, where everyone is affected, whether rich or poor, or you are uh, Christian or Muslim or Hindu, all set of people are affected. At this point of time, you know how the uh, international uh, or each country responding, helping to each other. For example, when uh, India is suffering a lot, still India is able to support to other countries where they need so much. So in that way, no one country can, you know, uh, respond to any disaster that is coming in. So we need the support from each of the country that rich of poor. So in terms of, you know, uh, the region flood in India, so we get a lot of support from the international. That means that we need the support. So in that way, I feel that uh, it's very important uh, this international cooperation in terms of disaster reduction to respond to any emergency in terms of getting the resources, financial and human resources. Yes, absolutely right. How about you, Okana? Why do you think is international cooperation important? Um, in my opinion, uh, international cooperation is very important in the disaster risk reduction and climate change uh, because uh, in terms of international cooperation, we can share uh, so many experiences, best practices or narratives in that field globally. I mean, like taking one example from my uh, country, Japan. In our country, we have so many earthquakes or tsunami and uh, we, but at the same time, we also have so many experiences how we can forecast that and uh, overcome that, uh, recover from the the impact from those. And now we can share these our experiences to other countries. So this is one example that we can say that the international cooperation is important in that field. Absolutely right. It's not only about sharing the resources, but it's also about sharing the experiences and the knowledge that we have. It will obviously help one another to combat the rising disasters and changing climate as well. Uh, now we have been talking about, uh, since you guys have been sharing your experiences working in this sector, can you guys also share us about how you have been working in this sector and how your work is aligned to it? Yes, originally I have been working in this sector for the last nine years, responding to different emergencies across the India, especially in Northeast. And originally we have a program that is supported by Global uh, Program India, where we are focusing mainly on the increasing disaster resilience and also improving food security and also inclusion and society learning. So these are, you know, contributing to Sustainable Development Goal number two and ten and three, I suppose. So 
our program, whatever we do, it is equally in line with the, our framework to be a uh, center framework for disaster risk reduction, where we are focusing mainly on reducing the risks and building resilience on the community. Thank you so much. How about you, Wakana? How have you been working in this sector and how is your work aligned to international cooperation that we are talking about today? So, um, since I have been interested in more uh, policy making and decision making, I have been contributed to uh, several policy recommendation activities or uh, youth advocacies as well towards G7G20 or UN agencies or Japanese government and other stakeholders. So in terms of climate action disaster risk management, I actually have just done one civil society statement toward the uh, UN SCAP, one of the UN organization. Uh, and uh, our statement included the advocating the the crisis of the biodiversity climate action, especially impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic, and how we can, how we should overcome this issue, not only by the UN entities or governments, but also with other multi-stakeholders like CSO, the uh, civil society organizations or academia, young people and so on. And uh, uh, I believe that these diverse perspectives from other stakeholders can add some different points to the decision-making process. So this is one thing that I can share in this question. Yes, absolutely. The work that you have been sharing sounds really interesting so i hope that listening to your work experiences the other people who are interested to work in this will would surely come ahead to work with you guys and share their opinions as well to you so moving ahead since we have been talking about international cooperation it is obvious that each and every nation have their own agendas and their um, own objectives to move ahead and they have their own priorities and own challenges as well. So since we have been talking about international cooperation, there must have been challenges in building international cooperation and maintaining them as well. So what do you guys think are the major challenges that you see in achieving international cooperation and how can those challenges be overcome? Yes, thank you. So, uh, from my experience working in this sector, disaster reduction, the challenges that I personally feel is that uh, there are lots of, you know, the framework like a sustainable development goal and center framework disaster reduction, and also our India Prime Minister Sri Narendra Modi, uh, he has given a ten-point agenda, uh, which is very good. But uh, what I see is that these good things, the policies, we are not able to you know, disseminate at the grassroots level when we work. And some of the policies are not practical. 
so these are something that we experience when we go to the grassroots level. People are failed to understand it is remain at the paper. So now how can we this uh, policy translated in the local language and disseminate and the people understand that. So that is something that challenges uh, that uh, what I see. And also the uh, less involvement of the youth and the children in this policy making could be in a framework or any formulation of any policy at the international level or national level. So unless until we involve this youth people, I think the challenges will remain the same. So that is some few points that I want to share. Thank you so much. That is obviously a big challenge that the locals, the people living at the ground are unaware about the issues. And obviously young people and children are the ones that have been left behind in the level of decision making and making some strong implementations on the ground. So we shall obviously raise our voices for that and increase the participation of young people at different platforms as well. So how about you Wakana, what are the major challenges that you see and uh, how can they be overcome from you? So I actually agree with Sebastian's opinion that the, the local people and the young people have some disadvantage and the uh, policy making, decision making process. Adding to the second point, the kind of vulnerability of young people. I have been working uh, in advocacy field or uh, decision making process as youth. I really experienced this issue or the difficulty that I was actually not sure if I was able to actually impact in the real decision making process or the result of the decision makers discussions as a young people, uh, as a young person, because I did not have much speciality experiences uh, comparing to those uh, elderly people or those people who have much more rich experience than me. But um, at the same time, this is something that I can improve myself or uh, even that might be strength for me as a young person, because I should have more kind of a let's say the broad uh, perspective that I can think about the, the things more different perspectives than uh, other people who have speciality. Uh, this is something that I thought during this discussion. Yes, absolutely. That is not only a challenge in the sectors of disaster risk reduction and climate action only, but that is a challenge everywhere in each and every sector of development itself. It's high time the locals, the peoples, the marginalized and the peoples belonging to the minorities group, along with young people and children are also to be brought on the front lines in the sectors of decision making and implementation on the ground as well. So we hope that in our nearby future, the issue that we have been advocating about will surely be addressed by our leaders and the people in the government as well. So since we are talking about international corporations specifically in our episode today, who do you think plays the major role in maintaining and promoting the international corporation? Like what shall be done in order to encourage more uh, international cooperation in the sector of disaster risk reduction or climate action?
when talk about the stakeholder or uh, i i would say mainly the the most vulnerable people like women children and youth and also indigenous people non-government organization and also the local authorities who make the decision and workers and trade union and, and uh, most importantly scientific and technology community and also the most vulnerable farmers yes there are many big uh, you know stakeholders and uh, un agencies but unless until we involve these vulnerable people we won't be able to you know come out with a good policy good decision because at the end of the day when disaster strike these are the people really suffer and we need to hear their voice before we come into any conclusion of any policy that we are making so i would strongly you know feel that these people should play a major role in making a decision rather than making decision at the top level so that is what i just wanted to express my for my experience Yes, absolutely. Like in order to promote the international cooperation, it's important that the people living within the nations are addressed first, so that their voices are represented in the international platform and they are addressed and they are resolved on time by the leaders as well. How about you, Wakana? What do you have to say on this? Like, uh, who plays the major role in maintaining and promoting international cooperation in the sectors of disaster risk reduction and climate action? I would say the uh, private entities, the businesses, because uh, going back to our first discussion, the international cooperation, what I understand about that, and uh, I answered that the technology is one important thing, uh, in my opinion, in this field. And uh, I really expect business entities to implement their own knowledge experiences especially when we talk about technology this field must be developed by mainly by the private entities rather than the government or uh, public sector stakeholders so that's uh i really expect that uh, private entities will uh, implement the technology toward the um, disaster risk and the climate change uh, fields so we can have more innovative solutions Yes, absolutely. There are different stakeholders at different levels who play equally important roles in order to build the relations as well as solve the problems of disasters and changing climate. Since we have been talking about international cooperation, we have identified different stakeholders. Like we have talked about the governmental authorities, we have talked about the private sectors, we have also talked about the civil society and many others. Uh, along with that come the young people and children. So when we talk about young people and children, how do you think that young people like us can contribute in the sectors of international cooperation on disaster risk reduction and climate change? Uh, yeah, I have already said, uh, I have mentioned in the beginning that uh, youth uh, and children play a very crucial role in terms of contributing in disaster risk reduction and climate action. And also in central framework, also it is uh, very uh, even much more important in this involvement of the youth. Because the youth, uh, we always say that they are the agent of change and agents of development and in terms of social inclusion, tolerance and peace. So this uh, and also in dialoguing with the other stakeholders in terms of the issues. So since the young, they are very innovative 
and you know they can contribute in terms of science also in mobilizing the resources but the only the problem is we are not able to you know recognize their the skill and knowledge so we need to you know appreciate them and we need to you know acknowledge their work and their skill and knowledge and can be used in different sector in terms of bringing uh, in disaster reduction or in climate change they are very much you know dynamic so it is good that we involve them in all aspect of in the process of this disaster reduction as i said in terms of making decision and they should also participate in any international any forum where they can raise the issues so i think we uh, we need to motivate especially and we need to encourage them Yes, absolutely. Their innovative and creative ideas are to be supported and they can obviously help in the platform of decision making as well along with awareness and advocacy they have been doing. How about you, Mokana? Uh, what do you think how can youths contribute in this sector? Actually, I have a similar opinion uh, of Sebastian. Um, I think uh, giving an initiative to young people would be one uh, thing that we can take uh, to encourage young people's participation and engagement in this field. Because first, the young people have to be aware of that the disaster risk and the climate change is a matter of themselves and their future also. So that they can think about that uh, more seriously, and uh, at the same time, they have to think about how they can overcome or recover the impact from that uh, impact on that uh, by themselves. So I think uh, giving an initiative, maybe practically saying the uh, involving in a decision making process in a policy making or youth advocacy or. Giving a leadership in a grassroots activities and communities would be the solutions for that. Yes, absolutely. The number of youth engagement in the sectors of disaster risk reduction and climate action has obviously grown from that in the past, and we hope that it is increased in the future in a higher number than now. That is, since you guys have mentioned that providing them with better opportunities and platform to present their voices and their ideas in an effective manner will obviously help to increase the youth participation. It is equally important to give youth with spaces during the uh, process of this. decision making and policy building as well since we have been talking like it, it's high time we engage the youth in the sectors of uh, decision making and policy implementation at the ground as well uh, with this we are almost at the end of our today's episode is there anything that you guys would like to share with us before we end uh first of all uh, actually uh, i'm very privileged to you know come to this uh, platform and i take this opportunity to you know to raise this voice so that other people may you know hear our voice and take a decision as we said the youth involvement in this disaster reduction and climate change is very very important because when we look and uh, foreseeing that how the climate change is happening you forget about the international but in our own village in my own place how things has changed within years the climate change issue is going to be very big uh, in coming days and also the healthcare uh, 
uh, that now at present that we are struggling in this uh, pandemic and also the border conflict that comes in and also anti-human trafficking these issues are very frightening and we need to encourage the youth and children and other vulnerable groups to involve more on this kind of discussion and issues and come up with the, you know take the opinion and come up with a good policy together with these people not only the uh, you know high caste policy makers but we also need to involve these people when i say this youth and children in order to solve the issues that is what i want to say so thank you Thank you so much, Sebastian. How about you, Wakana? Anything there that you would like to share before we end the conversation today? Thank you very much for having us today. And uh, thank you very much for the great project podcast. I appreciate yeah. that. Well, thank you so much for the both of you for uh, joining in today with us and sharing your wonderful stories. Now with this, we have come to the end of our today's episode on international cooperation on disaster risk reduction and climate action. It was great hearing from the both of you. Once again, thank you from all of our sites for sharing your valuable time and wonderful stories with us. We hope that our listeners have enjoyed this session as well. We will be back with our next episode in the series very shortly. Until then, stay safe and start acting brilliant. Bye-bye. Keep listening to Radio and Youth Podcast.